Hello, and welcome to the Educators to Educators podcast. I'm Carrie Conover, and this, my friends, is episode 100, the final episode of the Educators to Educators podcast. I am going to try to make it through this episode without crying. It may not happen. But welcome to the final episode of Educators to Educators podcast. If you listened to the last episode, you know that when I was thinking about what to do for the 100th and final episode, I decided that we needed to bring on my dear friend and colleague, Heather Campbell, to actually host this episode. And she is going to interview me. So Heather, welcome back to the E2E podcast. Thanks, Carrie. Are you excited to like drill me? I'm super excited, but I'm also a little bit nervous. Really? I thought you would be like cool as a cucumber because you've done so much of this with me. What's making you feel nervous, do you think? I'm just on the other side of it. I'm used to being the one who you're asking me the questions and we are flipping it. Yeah. I'm a little nervous too. So that's good. Nerves. (laughs) I think nerves are a sign that you care and that you like want to do a good job. So I think it's good that we're both a little nervous. I do agree with that. I would start off by telling everyone like how we met and why you're hosting this, but we're going to talk about that a little later. So I'm just going to hand the mic over to you and you do your thing. Thanks, Carrie. All right. So in true E to E fashion, if you have listened to any of Carrie's podcasts before, you will know that she loves her threes. So I could not pass on the final episode without continuing the tradition of keeping things in groups of threes. So we're going to talk about the podcast in general and reflect on the past couple of years. Then we're going to talk about educators to educators and how this has changed, Carrie, not just your life, but the life of your family, because we all know that being a small business owner, there's a lot of things that go into that. And it doesn't just affect you, but it truly does affect your entire family. And then we're going to end with some fun, rapid fire questions. So the the questions Heather did send me so I could really be thoughtful and prepare, but the rapid fire questions I have not seen. So uh, that will be a really fun way to put me on the spot at the end. I love that you're doing that. Yeah, I want to make it fun and light at the end. So, all right, Carrie. So we really are just going to start talking about the podcast. Like you said, you've had a hundred episodes, which is so incredible. And you have been put on the Forbes list. You have been recognized in Ireland a couple summers ago as being one of these huge educational leaders and you are an innovator. So with that, you've brought on lots of different people. You are very good with not just bringing on teachers and educators, but you really do try to find anybody in the education world and outside who can inspire your listeners. So who is your most memorable guest? So how appropriate is it that I picked three people? (laughs) I could not just do one. So I picked three and I picked my gut instinct, like the three that really, when I read this question came really top of mind. So first of all, Heather, number one is you. I think because, gosh, you were one of my first teacher guests. I, I literally searched on Instagram the hashtag student-led conferences, and you had done a post and used that hashtag, and I reached out to you and said, will you come on the podcast and talk about student-led conferences? And it just really um, – we'll talk about this a little bit more, but like, I love that that is the way our friendship and professional relationship blossomed. So you were number one on that list. Yeah, you're so sweet. Thanks. Well, and – Number two is actually Dan Jones. He is a fearless mind coach. And we did an episode. This, again, was one of the earlier episodes called Farming and Football. And we were he, – he coaches professional athletes. Like he's coached baseball players, Olympic athletes, all on mindset. And that episode for me was my favorite because he's just such an interesting human being. But – 
I think that was the episode where I was like, I am kind of on to something with bringing in guests that aren't quote unquote elementary or high school or middle school teachers, like a traditional teacher, but are still passionate about just like life skills and and all these things. So it clicked with me how great it can be to bring in someone totally outside of the education industry, pick their brain. And like one of my superpowers was being able to kind of put that through the education machine and education lens and then correlate it to what teachers were facing in the classroom. So that one was really one of my favorite guests was Dan Jones. And then my third one I picked was actually when I interviewed the CEO of eSpark, which is the company I worked with um, for three years before, well, I you know left the classroom, worked at eSpark, then worked at Discovery Education, and then started E2E. And so I think for me, inter- bringing David on and talking to him about just eSpark and his, you know, leading that company, which by the way, that's a very highly downloaded episode. That was a full circle moment for me where I was like, wow, look at me. Like I went out on my own. I'm building this thing. And now I have my former like head boss on the podcast. So those would be my three most memorable guests. I love that. And I feel like your three really do just encompass everything about your podcasts because you have the teacher you have someone who works in the education. Oh, Carrie, what is it called? Like the ed tech. <laughs> yeah, Hold the on. ed tech space. You got it, girl. <laughs> you have someone who works in the ed tech space. And then you do have someone who has nothing to do with education, but he was able to tie in so many great ideas that teachers can relate to. So, I'm not going to like, he's one of my episodes. I have gone back and listened to him multiple times because I feel like I get these little tidbits from him every single time. It was very inspiring. And it just like goes to that heart of like teacher self-care, which I wasn't expecting that to come out of that episode, but it was like how professional athletes separate their mindset of like their performance on the field is not who they are as a person. And that was such a cool correlation for teachers. Like what you do in that classroom is not who you are as a person. You have to separate those things. Yeah, absolutely. All right. So let's go on next to your favorite podcast episode. So again, Heather, this goes back to the episode with you. I mean, for so many reasons, that's my favorite one, that first one we did. But I just think it shows that uh, lack of fear I have had really leading E2E um, and not being scared to fail, like me just reaching out to a total stranger and saying, Hey, come do this with me. Like you could have given me a big fat no or ignored me, which I've been ignored many times, but you said a big fat yes. And you came to it so excited with so much, you were nervous, but you were excited. You were vulnerable and open with me. Um, which I will say, Heather, sometimes I know that is not always how you are when you first meet someone, right? Like <laughs> you're a little correct. more introverted sometimes. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Um, but from there, we just clicked and we started a great friendship that blossomed into you eventually coming to work, you know, part time and with E2E and supporting our community and supporting presenters. I mean, you've had worn so many hats, but I just think it's such a beautiful story of like taking a leap, reaching out to someone gaining a friend, gaining a colleague. And then for you, for me, I mean, you have really encouraged me. Um, You've always given me your honest opinion. Like you're one of the first people I call when I'm going to be making a change. I mean, last week I was in a Panera. We'll talk about this later, but I'm making some big (laughs) changes. And I was like, I need, I need to know that you agree with this. And you've always believed in me and you've always protected me too, which I'm a protector. I protect a lot of people and I really appreciate that you're protective of me and of E2E and you want to see it thrive. And I think that really shows true friendship. And I never, ever have doubted that you were on my side and on E2E side. And I feel the same about you. And that all blossomed from that first podcast episode. Which is so crazy. It's crazy how it really has come so far. And you and I just did hit it off from the very beginning. It was like, this is someone who I can talk to. And like you said, is not very easy for me. But we were, I mean, we would Marco Polo every day 
for yes. I don't know how long, Carrie. And so <laughs> the first time we met, I was going out to Chicago. You were hosting this little ETE. It wasn't a meetup, but like a little teacher get together. Yeah. And at East Park. We, yep. Yes, at East Park. And at this point, we had been talking probably for like a year and a half. And it was so funny because I'm like, I'm so nervous to meet her. <laughs> like we've we've talked and we've shared all of this stuff. And I feel like I know her. And the first time we saw each other, like even that whole weekend, it was like we had known each other in real life for years. We yeah. it was so easy. Well, and it was, I think I joked that it kind of felt like we were like on a blind date almost, but like we had been talking (laughs) and then we're actually meeting in person. And I remember my first thought when I opened, because you came to my house, I opened the door, I was like, oh my God, you're so short. (laughs) (laughs) Because I had imagined in my head that we were like the same height and I'm really, I think you were like, oh my God, you're so tall. Yep, Um, it's true. Yeah. We were sharing that. I can't remember where we were sharing that out. Um, maybe in a Zoom call recently with other E2E members, and people were like, You're tall, Carrie? Like, I didn't picture. I'm like, Yeah, I'm tall. And Heather, I'm like a head taller than Heather. <laughs> it's true. It's true. It's the best. <laughs> and it was fun too, because Quinn, your husband, came and like we totally hit it off. Our families hit it off. Our dog loved oh, you. Yes. I mean, it all just worked oh. out. Yeah, oh, it was so was, much fun. That was a fun meetup. Yeah, but really, it's true. Like, and I for sure feel the same about you. I have gone through so many changes um, in my career the past couple years and making big decisions. And you really are the first one that I always call because I know that you are going to give me the honest, true, sound advice. You look at all aspects of everything. So that part of it is for sure mutual where it's like, I need a second opinion. I'm going to call Carrie. And so that's been so fun too. I remember, Heather, and if you want, we can edit this out, (laughs) but I remember you had applied for a job that you really wanted and within your district. And I, we revamped your resume, we prepped your interview questions, we like, and you didn't get that job, not because of your skill set. There were like other political, not bad political, but like other logistical reasons why you didn't get that role. And I remember you were like pretty bummed. Yeah. I can I can picture exactly where I was driving when you called me. And I said to you, Heather, I know this is so hard to see right now, but there's something bigger for you out there. There's something else in your journey. You can't see it right now, but this wasn't the turn you were supposed to take. I remember that conversation and I knew it. And look at you now, Heather, like you're about to get your admin license. Like that was the path I really truly believe you were supposed to go down. Yeah. And I don't know if I would have gone down that path. I really don't. So yeah, it was good advice. There was something, there was something different that I needed to do. Well, and I think we do that for each other and that all blossomed from a podcast episode. (laughs) All right, let's go next to the one guest you wish you would have been able to have on the podcast. Like I said, you have had educators, you've had people in the ed tech world, you've had people who are not educators, but they really are good at connecting it back. So one guest you have really wanted to, but weren't able to interview. So I actually picked my brother, Kelly. So many of you know that I have shared multiple times on this podcast that I lost both of my brothers almost about five years apart. Uh, My brother, Kurt, we lost in... October of 2011. And my brother Kelly, we lost in February of 2017. And I picked Kelly. Obviously, I know both my brothers are very proud of me and I miss them both equally. But I picked Kelly. Although, you know what? He would have been a horrible podcast guest. He is like, <laughs> was the most introverted person you could ever meet. I mean, he wasn't introverted with me. So maybe he would have felt comfortable because it would have just been the two of us sitting here chit chatting. But watching my brother Kelly uh, fight for his life uh, in 2017, it helped me realize, you know, he didn't have all the tools in his toolbox to win that fight. And 
watching that helped me realize that I just have so many tools in my toolbox. Like I've been so blessed. And in order to honor both of my brother's lives, I had to use all of those tools. So staying at the job I was in at Discovery, where by the way, like my trajectory was insane there. I could have stayed there and had a beautiful career. But I wasn't using all those tools. So many of those tools were sitting in that toolbox unused. And now with the podcast and with E2E, like I literally get to use all those tools. And I would have loved, I mean, Kelly was a genius. He was the smartest person I've ever met in my life. He was a sophomore engineer in San Francisco. He had written all these major apps for huge companies. And I would have loved to hear his perspective on what I'm doing and what I've built I'd probably ask him some technical questions, try to get him to build some stuff for me. There have been many times that I'm like, gosh, I wish Kelly was around. He could just build this from scratch for me. But I have taken on a lot of the technical aspects of E2E myself. And so I I think I would have made him really proud and it would have been fun to be able to, to interview him. I love that. And I feel like there are lots of times during the past couple of years where you've known that he's been there and you know that you've done yes. things where he would be proud. There's like little tidbits of time where it's like, oh, Kelly would have, he would have yeah. loved this or, you yeah. know, find something that makes you think of him at like that perfect moment. So. Yeah. It's interesting too, Heather, like I am such a mix of my brothers, which kind of makes sense. Like we grew up with a single mom until I was 10. And so those two were older than me and they had such an influence on me. You know, if you think back on it and Kurt was this just charming, outgoing, loud laugh. You know, he could just light up a room. He had that, that charisma and he was also very smart. But he had that, which I definitely have that in me where I can like, if I need to, I can step up in a room and, and, you know, take care of business. <laughs> but Kelly was more the like quieter think through problems. You know, he would get, he would code for hours and hours and hours and hours on end. And I think I have that part of him that's like a problem solver. So when I see a challenge, I'm like, oh, I want to fix it. And so that's been really Fun. I think I have both of them really interwoven in, in what we're trying to do here, you know, at E2E. Oh, absolutely. And I love that. Um, so with that and talking about like you would have made both of your brothers so proud, what is the biggest, the best compliment that you've ever received about the podcast? It's, I mean, it's reached tens of thousands of people. You've had so many downloads. It has been on the list of top educational podcasts. So, I mean, it's going to be hard to choose just one compliment because I know that you get feedback about it yeah. all the time. So it's an interesting thing, podcasting, because it is the one platform where you don't get like, if you put a post on Instagram, people like it or they comment. If you put a YouTube video up, you see all the views and you have people comment, like it, share it. Same thing with blogging, right? Podcasting, you put it out in the universe and there's two streams of feedback. The data I get from my podcast host so I can see that people all over the world are literally downloading and listening to it. And then the reviews that people actually write out. So I will say like, there's so many beautiful written reviews in the podcast store. In the last episode, I said that would be such a little thank you gift to the podcast. If you have been a longtime listener, just going in and, and jotting a little review and giving it five stars, because that'll keep it alive, right? Like this content will live on and on, even though I'm not making new content. So that's been really fun. Those are the things that definitely fuel my fire, you know, to keep the podcast going in the past. But I will say the best compliment is, so I decided at the beginning of the podcast, Heather, and you know this about me, E2E is not about Carrie Conover, and it never really has been. It's been more about me wanting to shine a spotlight on good teaching and learning. But what I realized as I did start to do some solo podcast of just me sharing out stuff, I mean, I, I realized I need to give value to the fact that I've been in education for 21 years, and I've been on this earth for 43 years, and I've been through a lot of stuff. And... I should also share some of my knowledge. And so I did a series, a two-part series about the first one was called The Grieving Teacher. And the second one was called Supporting the Grieving Teacher. And 
from those podcast episodes, the grieving teacher was clearly, you know, how do you go back to teaching when you're grieving, which I had to go through with my brother, Kurt. And shortly after that episode was released, I got an email from a man in Florida and he said like three sentences. Thank you so much for recording that podcast. I just lost my 18 month old daughter and I have to go back to teaching. And this podcast is going to help me walk through those doors. I mean, my heart just sank. And then the next week when I released Supporting the Grieving Teacher, I had a Catholic school principal reach out to me and say, I just want to thank you for that podcast episode. We've had so much loss. And this was before COVID. She's like, we have been hit with so much loss in our faculty, like parents and siblings and a child loss. And she's like, that podcast episode has really helped us frame how we're going to support teachers in the future as they're grieving. So, um, Gosh, it's just crazy how it always just, it takes one person that you've impacted them to be like, okay, I'm going to keep doing this. It was, it was pretty incredible. It's so true. And I love how that happened to be one that, I mean, it's a very close topic to you. And there was lots of thought of, do I do this? Are it's going to be weird not bringing a guest on. Are people going to want to just hear from me? I remember the conversations that we were having about this. Yeah. And to see where that ended up, where I really do think it's those vulnerable topics that we talk about that make people see that number one, you're a real person and (laughs) you go through hard stuff. Because sometimes we look at people on the internet and on Instagram and you have this podcast and it appears like you have all of your stuff together and you just don't know what somebody else is going through and you don't know what they have gone through and you don't know the grief that they're going through. So I think opening up about that and showing that you're real and vulnerable and it was very raw was really helpful for teachers that are going through something and they just don't know how to reach out to somebody or they don't know what to say. So I think that was a huge step in the podcast, really starting those kind of solo podcast episodes. It was a huge step. And to this day, like it's part of the, it's clear to me looking at the data that that was a great decision. Yeah. And then it was okay for Carrie Conover to shine a little bit every once in a while too. Yeah, because Carrie Conover, like you said, has lots of experience. You have been in every role in education and in the ed tech company, and you have so much knowledge. So you are very good at shining a light on other teachers, but sometimes you do need to kind of take that little starring role, which is hard for you. Yes. It's, you know, Heather, it's interesting I'm glad you see that because I am a very outgoing, boisterous person. But I think there's a difference between craving attention and being an outgoing person. Like I have been thinking about this so much lately that I think outgoing people are often misunderstood. I Um, agree with you. Yeah. I am. I am. I don't need other people's attention to fuel myself. I really don't. Like, do I love when people say that I've impacted their life? Yes. But that's different than needing to be Instagram famous or like, I just don't need that. But I am naturally in my life outgoing. I I love people. I talk to strangers all the time. Like, I really truly care about people. But there's, to me, there's just such a difference between that and, and craving attention. And I don't know. I do really think that extroverts are misunderstood a lot. I think that's a very good point to make. That is, it's true. Okay. Um, Carrie, you and I, we have talked a lot about why you are choosing to kind of put a pause on this podcast and all the thought that went into that. So what is it that made you decide that now is the time to do this? And how does that fit in with the vision as well as the mission of Educators to Educators? Yeah. And for like a more full out explanation of this, go back and listen to episode 99, which Heather hasn't been able to hear yet, but I'm glad you asked (laughs) this. So just, just briefly, like sometimes 
you just need to stop things even when they're going well. I mean, look, if you look at the downloads of E2E, it's just rising and rising and rising. So like, I'm okay with stopping while things are going well. But frankly, like I need to do something new. I've been doing this for four years and I've made changes. Like I hired a podcast editor. I've taken off some of that, you know, off my shoulders. But I mean, E2E has grown into so many things and we're about to launch some really cool big stuff. And I just need to reinvigorate myself. I'm ready to try some new things. And the beauty of podcasting is if in a year I miss it, we can come back and start all, you know, pick up on episode 101. But I I personally need the break. I think creatively I need the break. And then I think E2E needs some fresh stuff, which we're going to talk about in a little bit. Yeah, so exciting. How fun. Okay, and then with your mission, you talked about how you really do like to shine a light on other teachers and kind of put them at the center of E2E. So what episode made you think the most about your mission and kind of reflect on what E2E is really about? I don't think I knew it then, but I can see it now that it definitely is the Routines That Matter episode. And, you know, E2E has really been built on Instagram. When I tell people that, like we built Ooh. E2E on Instagram. Yeah. Uh, and I think back on some of my first Instagram posts, which are now hidden and they're just laughable, but you got to start somewhere. <laughs> but I made like, I made so many great friends through Instagram and that's where our virtual conference presenters still come from to this day. But that routines that matter, I basically asked people that I had had on the podcast before or had talked to through Instagram to just record little snippets of like what routine really made a difference in their classroom. And so it's really fun. You kind of just go from person to person to person sharing out different routines and they're also different. And so that I, that really embraces the mission of E2E, which is, you know, to build a community of support for teachers, to provide fresh, innovative ideas and you know, to build an opportunity to put teachers in the spotlight. And that just encompassed all of that. I love that. It really is just the whole, it's E to E in a little nutshell. So that's perfect. (laughs) Yeah. What would you have told yourself three years ago when you, I mean, I guess it's been four, you said. Yes, almost four. Yep. That's crazy. So you had the thought of starting this podcast. What would you have told yourself? four years ago that you've learned throughout this process? I'm so proud of you. (laughs) Like I was in such a place of heartache and I was exhausted and I could have easily just stayed right where I was and I didn't. And so I would say, go Carrie, go like, go do this. (laughs) You're on, you've got it, girl. Like you are on to something. And keep that focus. Be really focused. And, you know, thinking back on myself, I've told this story before on other podcasts, but the first episode I did, it just kind of came to me. And I sat down on my Mac computer with no microphone. I used quick time and I recorded the first podcast beginning to end. And it was like how to start this school year off right or something like that. And I remember I downloaded the MP3 file to my phone and I went to Aldi's, which I never shop at Aldi's. So that's kind of funny that I went there and I put my headphones in and I listened to the episode while I grocery shopped. And I said to myself, when you're done with the episode, if I say to myself like, oh, I would have listened to this when I was a teacher, then I'm going to do it. And when I was done, I was like, I think I have something here. And I went home and I researched how to start a podcast and I did it. And so I think I would go back to that person and just be a cheerleader and say, you're on to something. And, you know, that focus is what really, I stayed so focused. I talk a lot about this in our new Finding Your Focus course that I've been building for teacher entrepreneurs, but it's like, you have to be focused. You can't be everything to everybody. You can't chase like every great idea. So I would say to myself, I'm so proud of you. You are on to something and keep that focus. I love it. Such good advice. All right. So now we're going to go on to just talking about ETE in general and kind of also what you have accomplished 
we've talked about accomplishments with the podcast and kind of memorable things with the podcast. And now I just want to talk about ETE yeah. in general. Yeah, so, I love it. What are you most proud of, of all the things you've accomplished with ETE over the past four years? What do you think maybe has surprised you the most? You are mm. like, it's just put you in a place where you never thought you would be able to reach this many people. This is a hard one, but it all goes, it was hard because it's hard to kind of narrow in on one, but I would say the general umbrella answer would be relationships and focus. So my relationships, I have relationships from my first job in 2000. I have relationships with people from every job I'm at and they are all still cheering me on and giving me advice. And so that relationship building skills that I've learned over time. And they're, they're authentic relationships. They're authentic, right? They're friendships. They're people I deeply cared about when I worked with them and I still care about, but that relationship building has taught me how important relationship building is. And so with E2E, what I I'm so proud about are people like Joanna and Dana and Emily and people who came to E2E, maybe through the podcast, then they be, they went to the first conference, virtual conference, then they became members, and they just consistently show up in the E2E community. And they're people, actually, all three of those people you know, Heather, and they're all three people who would probably yeah. never think, I'm going to step into the spotlight. And like those are just examples. There's so oh, many absolutely. of these stories. It's true, yeah. But- people who would never think I'm going to go on a podcast or I'm going to write a blog post or I'm going to do a video for a conference. And so for me, I'm so proud that I have given so many people that nudge to be fearless because I really have had, I've been so, I've, yes, I've had moments of doubt, but like the bigger picture, I've just always had such clarity. I'm actually closing my eyes right now talking about this because I'm picturing like I literally have had such clarity and such faith. And the fact that that I have created something out of nothing that has given people opportunity to like step out of their comfort zone, it's making me emotional. And I'm so proud of those relationships. I'm so proud of the community. And I don't always stop and think about the fact that I created this out of nothing in this chair that I'm sitting in right now. And I'm just, I want to keep inspiring people to step out of their comfort zone because we only live once and it's cheesy to say it, but gosh, it's true. And so that would be what I'm the most proud of. I, I can relate to that so much because Carrie, I think this is now my fourth time that I've been on your podcast. But when you approached me the first time about being on it, immediately, the first thought is, well, who am I? Like, who am I to be able to talk about this? And I, there's so many other people that could do this. But you are so good about building other people up and shining a spotlight on them and giving them the confidence to do something because every single person has something that they can share that they they have this wisdom that somebody else needs to hear and you are so good at finding those people and figuring out what it is that they know maybe they don't even know that they can do it but you can just tap into people and let them share their experiences in a way that is, it's not normal, Carrie. It's, it's not every day that you find somebody who wants to support anybody else that they come in contact with. And so for you, I think that's a huge thing because you really do. You're like, let me find all these people and I'm going to let them share a piece of themselves until they realize how great they are and how much they have to share. So I think that's unique about you. 
And that's one of the reasons that ETE has grown into where it is right now with the conferences and with the podcast and all of the other things you have going on. It's, you know, how to bring out the best in other people. Well, well, thank you, Heather. And in to get raw and real here for a second, I mean, I called you last week because I'm like, you know, we've been doing these virtual conferences, huge conferences for three years, right? And then COVID hit and all these in-person teacher conferences started doing virtual conferences, right? Yeah. All these people that do in-person conferences started doing virtual. And, and I got asked, are you nervous? Are you scared? Like, I mean, and last week I called you because I was like, I'm a little flustered because we've always had our summer conference on the same weekend. And there's some teacher conferences that are like booking, ending our dates feels a little, uh, but like we like always come back to. And another thing I think that's frankly been a little hard is like, we find teacher, not hard. That's actually the wrong word to say, but like, it's been interesting because we'll go out and recruit you and Allie and Kristen and I will recruit people teachers and educators that we think would be phenomenal presenters and we'll kind of train them how to make presentations, all the stuff. And then like the next year we'll see them presenting for a paid conference. And some people might be like, well, does that make you upset or whatever? And Heather, what is my answer to that always? No, you are so happy that you provided that platform for them to jump off of. Yes. Yes. That is my exact attitude. Like if people think of as E2E as a place to like blossom and learn and put themselves out there and then they move on because our conferences are free and I'm so passionate about that, that every educator should be able to access this content regardless of their student loan debt, regardless of how much money they make. Maybe they work at a Catholic school and they barely make anything. Like they should be able to come for two days for free. And if they have the means to buy that extension pass or become a member so we can stay alive, like I'm that's how we stay alive is those people that are willing to, you know, dip into their wallet and buy that extension pass or whatever. But if, if they come to E2E because, because of that, we can't pay our presenters. And so, yeah, some of, some of our presenters are going to go on to a place where they can be paid, but I can sleep at night knowing that I feel really good about that. We've created this environment where people take that first step. Absolutely. Yeah. So with people taking that first step, it really is, it's a lot of faith. It is a lot of like putting your confidence in someone else. And through that, I mean, you have run this business for the past four years and you do it from your home. So your kids are a big part of E2E. And there are times where you will post pictures of them doing stuff and helping you and you talk about the little things that they do. So having them watched you go through this entire process and your kids are old enough where they can see what you're doing and they recognize it and they are truly like they're learning these life skills by watching you with your business. So What lessons do you hope that they have learned so far in this process? This, I, this is such a great question, Heather. I'm so glad you're asking me this, uh, because this is like a little time capsule too, that we can come back to and listen to in five years and 10 years and 20 years. So Emily is 10 and Jacob is is 13. So they're in fourth and seventh grade. And you're absolutely right. Jacob was editing photos for me the other day. Emily edited the new year reboot welcome video this year. They have helped me with the Etsy shop, inventory and stickers. We had a huge math lesson where we talked about like the stickers, how much they cost to produce, how much they cost to ship. Jacob figured out the per unit price. I mean, we had this tracking system in my closet, like a literal like bar graphs that we were coloring in until we broke even. And then we started to make a profit. I mean, so that's been really cool, but mostly I want them to have learned bravery uh, resilience and confidence. I think confidence is actually probably the most important to me because that is something so hard to teach confidence. And so I've, I hope they've watched me do this confidently, but also with humbleness as well. 
I love it. I love it. That's so important. And I, I love how they really are such a big part of E2E and you'll post about them sometimes. And you, I remember the posts of them with the little graph in the closet and really keeping track of that. And I mean, talk about real life experiences and it will be interesting to see what they do with their life. Yes. To see how E2E has impacted their decisions. So I think that'll be so fun. I agree. Um, It will be fun. And then with the connection with your kids, besides your kids, who has been the biggest cheerleader? I mean, hands down, my husband, Brian. I think I've really realized not every man lets their wife or not every partner lets their partner shine brighter than them at times. And I especially see that in a lot of my, um, not my friends, like the people we associate with, you know, and our deep friends are not like this, but I do think like, as I look broader out, I don't think that every husband lets their wife shine the way Brian lets me shine. And he literally is there every day, every day. And he has never once doubted me. He's never not doubted my decisions. He has loved watching me create a life of such freedom. It's helped our family. And and the times that I ever have doubted myself, he's like, no, 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 no. I'm not letting you do this. Don't you doubt yourself. You keep like, there have been times at the podcast where I've gotten a little worn out and he's like, take a break and get going again, because look at what you're building. And I'm so grateful for him as just a human being to to be that backbone for me and to keep me going. And it's funny, like I've been making some huge financial decisions about E2E and some of the things we're going to be implementing. And I'm really going to start investing financially in some things. And I'm so grateful for him as a thought partner to like sit down and look through the contracts and think through the finances. This is a good decision, why it is, why it's not. So it's just, he has more than anyone been there every day through the ups and downs and has never let me turn in the other direction. So I'm I'm very grateful for that. I also will say, I mean, obviously you, Heather, we talked about that second to Brian, you are my biggest cheerleader. And then I would say the listeners, obviously, you know, I mentioned those reviews, I'll get one every once in a while. And I mean, it's so touching. And then I can't not mention Luke Shepard, who actually was our CTO at East Park Learning. He has an amazing history. He's worked at some of the coolest places, including Amazon and Facebook. So he's a smart dude, but like he has, he's one of those people that he's very busy. He has a big family and he's got an amazing job, but like he will always answer my call. And he, every time I talk to him, he gives me a perspective on something that I've never thought about. And so I am very, very, very grateful for his mentorship. I love that. And I want to share this little story about Brian really fast. Yes. The very first time that you and I met, like you said, there, we were having this meetup in Chicago. We had been talking. I mean, I had talked to Brian on Brian and I actually share the same birthday. Oh, yeah. So we we have that little, we have that little connection, but as much as we would talk on Marco Polo and the phone, like our husbands, we all kind of knew each other, right? Cause it's like, who are you Marco Poloing? Oh, it's just Carrie, you know? <laughs> um, so I came out to Chicago and I, my husband and I, we stayed at your house. And so I think that that conversation that must have happened with Brian would have been so funny to be like, okay, well, Heather's coming out here. Um, Yeah, I know she lives across the country. Yes, I know that we've never met in real person. But (laughs) yes, also, she can stay at our house with our children and my dog. And, you know, and it was so much fun to be able to get to know each other there. And from all of that, I think the funniest thing is, Carrie, our husbands will text each other about (laughs) sports and about different things. And so it's just so fun. Yeah. And Brian's quieter than I am, but like once you meet him and get, get him warmed up, he's hilarious. 
He is so, so funny. And actually, you know what? One of the top 10 downloaded episodes is the one I did the two-year reflection with Brian, where we sat down with a bottle of wine. So clearly oh, the man's popular episode. too. Oh, I loved that. <laughs> and yes, when I say like he lets me shine, it's not like every minute and every day of our life is all about me and Brian gets shoved in the closet. Like the <laughs> right, man can shine on his own. He's an amazing coach and father too. Yeah. yeah. So fun. Carrie, what's next? What is Ooh, next? I've been waiting for, e for this e. question. Yeah. <laughs> I, I know this This is might be the longest episode we've ever recorded. So sorry, everyone, if I'm rambling on. But I really, in this last one, I just want to put it all out there. But this question is what I've been waiting for. Okay. Two huge things are launching with E2E. We are launching, and actually when this podcast episode airs, hopefully we will be fully launched with our brand new online community. And Heather, I shared this with you last week, and you're like, man, this brings everything together. It I'm is so excited. A, oh, it is going to be a portal for our community members right on our website. It can be members, non-members, any teacher. And I won't go into too many details about it yet because we're going to do a big, huge launch. But this is literally going to be a place where everyone can come together, seek advice, give advice, shine, share their content. I mean, it's just going to be phenomenal. And then there's going to be some private sections for our members only, which I think is just going to blossom. And there'll be sections there for our classroom to boardroom members, our finding your focus members. Like it is literally going to bring everything together. So that is launching, hopefully by May, when we have this episode going, you can all go check that out. And then also, Heather, I'm launching the E2E magazine, which you've seen a sneak preview of. We yep. have sent it and uh, previewed it with some of the E2E members and everyone's going nuts over it. So the magazine is going to be a digital magazine. It's going to be $10 an issue and we're going to release it every other month. So there'll be the first episode episode. Here I am on my podcast language. The first issue will come out and it'll be a July, August issue. And that's going to be all about like setting healthy boundaries. So the, the thing with the magazine, it'll come out every two months. It's digital. So it's so fun. You can like put it on your iPad and read it. You can have it on your phone, your computer. You could print things out. Heather, I know you were saying like you're going to print out some of those articles and put it in your teacher's lounge. So yep. the, the idea is that I will be writing more for this magazine, I will kind of step into that spotlight a little bit. So like in the first episode, I, I write a whole article on healthy boundaries. There's some worksheets and resources. I will be doing an entrepreneurial essentials. That's a mouthful section in every episode. So gosh, I've learned a lot about running a business, right? And so like in the first episode, I teach about the profit first method and how if you own your own business, even if it's a side hustle and you're only making $300 a month, well, I shouldn't say only, you're making $300 a month, you need to be thinking about that cash flow and how you're you know, taking that $300 or $3,000 or $30,000 and dividing it up so that you can pay your taxes and all of that stuff and reinvest in yourself. So on top of that, then there'll be guest writers that'll come in. Heather, you're going to contribute some of your amazing yep. products and thoughts. And all these people that have been presenting, it's just like another avenue for them to write and share their talents. There's infographics. Then we're going to do some fun stuff too, right? Like five things you should buy for your teacher desk before you go back to school. So if you can't tell, I'm really excited about it. <laughs> it is so exciting. It is a fun, huge step. It's going to be so successful. And it's going to just stay on brand with E to E. So that'll be fun. Yeah. And it, and that's part of the reason I can't do both of those things and continue. And we also launched a second, I launched a second podcast this year, classroom to boardroom. Yes. That teaches teachers like about careers in ed tech and education companies. And like, I just had to let something go. And right now this, this was what I needed to let go. Yeah. And good for you for recognizing that you've kind of tapped out. Like you needed yeah. to let yep. go of something. So that's important too. Okay. 10 years down the road, Carrie, where do you see right. yourself in ETE? Well, first of all, selfishly, and I haven't talked about this yet. Like I have literally created the life I've always wanted to live. I have flexibility. I mean, it's Sunday morning, Heather. It was 830 
your time, 9.30 my time, when we started recording this on a Sunday morning, which is like so us. (laughs) (laughs) It's totally typical. It's so us. We had planned on starting to record now. And then I was like, let's just start early if you're up. And you're like, yeah. So we're in our pajamas drinking our coffee. Yep. Like I have flexibility. I have a space I can play and experiment and create without a boss hanging over my head (laughs) and running my life. Like I was a great employee, but I always knew like I need to, I need to do things my way. If you kind of imagine it as like when you work for a company, as great as it is, it's kind of like you're holding onto a rope and the company is at the end, right? Of this big rope and all the employees are kind of holding onto it. And the CEO goes left and everybody goes left and then they go right and everybody goes left. And then sometimes that's faster and it's going back and forth and back and forth. And like, I just, in my personal life, I didn't want to handle those ups and downs like I was. And now I'm holding that rope and I'm in full control and I don't whip my people around. I think you could attest to that, Heather. Um, For sure. And I will never, ever, ever lose that freedom, ever. I will never lose that freedom again. And so I see E2E continuing with the mission to help people push themselves to live their best life because that's ultimately what I've created for myself. And so at the core of E2E, beyond teachers, is people figuring out how to truly live their best life. So I think in 10 years, E2E will have grown beyond teachers. I think it's really going to more be about self-education and what makes humans grow and learn. And I'm very passionate, very passionate about mental health and personal growth. And so I think it's going to grow beyond teachers is the answer. I love that. I love it. All right, Carrie, we are ready for let's kind of take that and go into some fun rapid fire questions. And like you said, you have not seen these questions. No, so just I'm a little nervous. First thing, Let's see what my guess yeah, is. I know. <laughs> first thing that comes to your mind, I kept them extremely appropriate. So <laughs> <laughs> darn it. <laughs> no, I was like, nope, we'll edit out that one. <laughs> <laughs> we'll do those offline for our own personal fun. Right. I know that's exactly what it is. Okay. So first thing that comes to your mind, talking or texting? Talking. 100%. Yeah. Favorite day of the week? Probably Monday. Oh, you may be one of the only people to ever say that. (laughs) Well, it's back to what I was just saying. Like every day feels the same to me now. Like when people are like, thank God it's Friday. I'm like, oh, okay, it's Friday. Like I live, (laughs) I work every day, but when I'm ready to work and then I close it and then I enjoy my life. You know what I mean? So like, yeah, those days don't feel heavy to me anymore. That's an interesting way to look at it. Yeah, I never thought about that. It's so true. Well, the Mondays, okay. well, outside the pandemic too, Mondays were the day where like Brian went to back to work and the kids went to school and I had like this quiet alone time um, that I really value. And I miss that, frankly. No disrespect to my kids <laughs> and my husband. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Favorite city in the United States besides the one that you live in? Oh, Oh, how can I possibly answer this? Oh my gosh. I, I, gosh, this is so hard, I guess. Okay. This is not what my, my first thing was like New York, Miami, all these things. Okay. I'm going to actually go with Cedar Rapids, Iowa, because that's where I spent my first 10 years of my life, you know, growing up in a home with a single mom. And so like going back there, I know these are supposed to be rapid fire, but I kind of have to explain this because it's random. Um, Going back there is like, I see so many people. There's so many places that just bring back so many memories of like what shaped me. And I have like a second family there, the Hora family that like really shaped me as a young child. And so I get to see them. And so that would be probably if I had to pick a favorite place. Perfect. I know that was not what I was expecting. (laughs) Oh, I know. The nickname your family used to call you. Oh, Care Bear. Oh, that's cute. <laughs> the last book that you read. Okay, this is a hard question for me because I'm a total book hopper. Like I'll start reading a book, then I have to another book, then I have to another book. So maybe I can just share like a book I just ordered, which is called The Business of Belonging. And it's how to make your community 
have a competitive advantage. So it's like all about building a community within your business, which we're embarking on this new community. So I read a lot of business books, but I never read them like front to back. Mm -hmm. You always have the best book recommendations too. So now I'm like, I've got to Google that one. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, you want that as your birthday gift, Heather? (laughs) I know, maybe, maybe. (laughs) Kind of a boring birthday gift. I usually give you better birthday gifts than that. I know, you are are a very good gift giver. So, (laughs) all right, favorite holiday? Christmas, for sure Christmas. Just the family and the traditions, yeah. How long does it take you to get ready? Oh, a long time if I washed my hair because I have a massive amount of hair. (laughs) If I wash my hair and I got to do that, probably an hour. But like most days, 20 minutes. Yeah. On a scale of one to 10, how good of a driver are you? Ooh, I would say like an eight. That's pretty good. I mean, oh God, I got to knock on. I've never gotten a speeding ticket. I've never... Oh, I did get a speeding ticket. I did get a ticket in Chicago one time for turning right on red. Stupid. But yeah, I would say pretty good. Never been in a car accident. I'm knocking on wood again. So I would say I have to be at least an eight with that track record. I know that you and I are the same. I've also never gotten a speeding ticket. Are you knocking I've on never, wood? Knock on some I wood. am. I know. Never gotten in a car accident. My husband, I mean, I have while my husband's been driving, but not while I've been driving. Yeah. Okay. Side note, I carry a toothpick in my wallet coin purse so that I can knock on wood wherever I am. And actually yesterday, me and Emily Emily were driving to a dance competition and I said something and she's like, oh my gosh, where's your toothpick? We got to knock on it. So yeah, I really believe in the knock on wood. That's adorable. That's so cute. (laughs) I'm weird. Hey, Carrie. At what age do you want to retire? Oh, gosh. I mean, I just don't even really think about... I really am that happy working for and doing E2E. Yeah. I just don't know that it I turns could ever... I could, it's not work anymore. Yeah. I could see myself, like, quote-unquote, retiring from E2E and, like, my mid-50s and then, like, speaking and helping other people build what their, you know, business is being more of like a business consultant. I just, I really don't think about it that much. I want my, I really want my husband to be able to retire. I would love E2E to get to a place where he could not, he could work for E2E and help build it. Cause he's so smart. Yeah. And like you said, he's so good at helping and always, yeah. he's always there. So yeah. Carrie, Thank you so much for letting me come and interview you on your podcast. And thank you for creating this community that really has brought so many people together. I mean, we've talked about how much fun it would be to have an E to E meetup where all, I mean, most of the members, probably 95% of them have never met each other in real life. No, they Um, haven't. So how much fun it would be to get all of, I mean, we're this community and we're constantly cheering each other on and brainstorming and it's turned into this little family. So how fun it would be to be able to get together and I mean, see each other in real life. Yeah, I agree. I mean, I think that's in the future somehow. I don't think we'll ever have like a traditional in-person conference. No, no. I just am not feeling that vibe. If we ever get together, it's going to be something fun, like an event around the magazine or like yes. a, like a fun weekend where we do like restaurant hopping around Chicago or like, you know, it's going to be yep. more of like a traditional just like meet up and let's have some fun. But thanks for taking your time. I know this ended up into a long episode. So those of you that have made it to the end, I know you really, truly care about the podcast and myself and Heather and E2E. But I really appreciated you doing this, Heather, and allowing me to get on the other side of the mic and just share some of the really true things I think and feel. It's been a true honor to host this podcast for 100 episodes. And I guess my final message would be every person has 
multiple special talents and things that make you unique. And so I'll charge all of you with doing two things. Try to look inward and find those special things that you have. And sometimes the most little small things, but try to really look deep and find those things and share them with the world. There's someone out there that wants to learn to do what you do. And then I ask all of you to look at others and encourage and appreciate their special talents. Because I think if we start doing that, this world can be a really magnificent place to lead and raise our children into the future. Perfect. Carrie, thank you so much. All right, everybody. My final words are keep on teaching on. <laughs>